0: Are you a mom ready to break into the field of technology as a UX designer, wondering how you can go from no tech experience to getting hired? The answer, demonstrate your work. That's how tech works. You don't need a degree or a fancy certificate. You just need a portfolio that shows your work. The Your Techie UX Portfolio course specializes in getting moms into tech by not only teaching you the core portfolio-ready UX skills to get hired, but also by giving you the confidence to stay focused on your goal. Join our course today at urtechiecom UX. The UX Portfolio course offers portfolio-ready assets, step-by-step UX learning, and insider tips on how UX design looks in the real world, plus a community of women to go through the program with. You'll have access to mentors, and if you sign up before July 31st, you'll receive one free month of weekly group hot seat coaching. Just go to URTechy.com slash UX. Hello and welcome. What is Agile? And honestly, why should you care? That's what we're gonna talk about today on the show. And I wanna start off with talking about what does Agile mean? Okay, and I'm talking about the tech room here, not talking about yoga and stretching out and how flexible we can be. We're talking about Agile, the most popular method of managing software development. It's the most popular method today, but the Agile Manifesto was actually written in 2001. And that was written to improve the software development process because, oh man, was it painful, okay? Let me tell you what the manifesto states. And if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot handle you reading a manifesto of technology terms to me, I'm going to let you in on a little prequel here that that is not at all what this is. You're going to be shocked by how people-oriented the Agile Manifesto is. So here are the, they are just like four main guiding principles, and we will link to the Agile Manifesto in the show notes. Uh, The four principles are individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Individuals and interactions over processes and tools. So we're not going to conform the way we work to a project management tool. We are going to focus on the individuals and how they interact. That's number one. The next one is working software over comprehensive documentation. If you, I'm going to talk about this more, but holy moly, was this a problem? And I'm not so sure it isn't a problem anymore, but it certainly is not as horrible as it once was. We used to write volumes. I mean, like encyclopedia-sized volumes of documentation just to produce a software. It took away from the actual software. So in the Agile Manifesto, they're like, no, 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 we really want to focus on getting software to work. The third one is customer collaboration over contract negotiation. So it's really hard for a customer to say, here is what the software should look like. And if you're thinking this is a client-based environment, when they say customer, they mean internal customer too. So your customer could be your CEO. It could be a member of the sales team. It could be your PM, anyone, your customer, anyone, the product team is working with who says, this is what we need built. It's nearly impossible. That's what in practice to say, okay, this is the software that I need built. Here it is. Go and build it and come back to me in three months and show me the the working software and promise me how long it will take and guarantee me all these things. That's really not the way that software works. So this third principle of the Agile Manifesto, customer collaboration over contract negotiations, it's like, no, 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 we can write working software, we can write the code, but let's do it as we go. Like, you want this? What's the most important thing? You need to pick the most important thing. Okay, here it is, we did it. What's the next most important thing? Okay, here it is, we did it. And again, customer collaboration, your customer can be anyone who's requesting software of you. And then the fourth guiding principle, responding to change over following a plan. And why is that? Because software doesn't always come out the way we think it's going to come out. And the tricky part is if we're producing any other idea, concept, engineering component, a piece of art, we don't have the benefit of customer feedback where we do in software, and we're only getting more and more accustomed to getting input from the user. And that means that this beautiful thing in software development called iteration means we can just make a tiny mistake and show our customers, show our users the software. They're like, oh no, that's not what I needed. Or we did it one way and they're like, oh, that's not how I think it should work. And we can test it little by little and then improve it instead of saying okay here's the plan oh no no no! we can't deviate from the plan we're not going to go and deviate from the plan so you can see the, those four simple guiding principles in the agile manifesto individuals and interactions over processes and tools working software over comprehensive documentation customer collaboration over contract negotiation and responding to a change over following a plan it's kind of logical now right like it just kind of makes sense but at the time These developers were in pain. There was a significant amount of pain in the software design and development process. There was just a lot of miscommunication. It's pretty complex. It's pretty hard to explain. It's hard for developers to explain all the underpinnings that go on behind the scenes. And honestly, with great user experience, usually a lot of that is behind the scenes. It's the stuff that you don't see that makes it such a great experience. All right, but why should you care? How is knowing what agile means going to benefit you? And so I kind of told you like where agile comes from. We're going to go into a little bit more depth about how it's carried out in in practice on a product team. But I want to just tell you why you should care because lots of women, especially moms, work well within this agile process. Because of the promotion of the individual styles along with communication and collaboration. So it kind of just makes sense to us. There's so many moms that I talk to who are like, yeah, that, that's a software design process. I'm on board with that customer collaboration. I get it. Individuals over tools. That makes sense to me. I, I want to be a part of that. So I think that it really is an important component that you can be drawn to and that you're interested in, but it's the language of technology of today. So if you want to get a job in a software development environment and you don't know what agile is, you are at a disadvantage. People are talking in agile. And again, I'm going to go into details what that means. What are some of the, they call them ceremonies of agile. What are we actually doing that's different than a traditional software development team? What does our day-to-day look like? But you should care because if you are going out to get a job on a product team in tech, this is the language that is spoken. So that's super important. Okay. What does agile really have to do with tech? Technology is designed in agile environments one piece at a time, small bite-sized chunks, and then we test them with the user. And that's that's actually kind of a design, a rapid prototyping design first mentality that not every agile team has to have, but you're putting yourself in a position to do that. Here's what I mean. As a UX designer, you'll use a wireframing tool to create wireframes, high fidelity prototypes that you can then show users and test on users. And you can do that ahead of where development takes place. So then you know what's working and what isn't, and then you shift that into development. Okay. Okay. And so each of those chunks, so that would be a design aspect. And then the developers will then take that design and then write the code and develop the, the front end or the back end for that. That's the design to development process that we're talking about as we're designing software. So because our designs, are wireframes and prototypes, we don't have this comprehensive documentation uh, when I was coming up in my computer science degree, my undergrad, we had to create just pages, reads, hundreds of pages of documentation to say, this is what we're going to do. Here's the testing phase. Here's how we'll test it. Here's how we'll do And now what we're talking about is in about two weeks, I can create a design, test it with my users, iterate on it, make it better, send it to development. And then in two more weeks, they've got it developed. So we're really focusing in on working software, how to get it out into the market, test it with users, and then get it out there in a manageable chunk size piece. But because we've got these pieces, our product manager can say, okay, but this is the next most important piece. This is the next most important piece. And they can be prioritized by the product manager to say, here's how we want the software rolled out. Where the product team in an agile environment. Is the one saying how long each chunk of work will take. So it's this dance between, it's a very non-hierarchical, uh, structure. So a lot of people say, well, the product manager is the head of the team. Well, in a true agile fashion, they're actually not. They're just running a role of the team. They're, they're the prioritizing role. They're the one who's going out and talking to everyone, all of the stakeholders, the customers, the executives on the, of the company, the, uh, directors of people who are ensuring that the product meets the, the market demand. That's why you'll hear the term product marketing manager. Sometimes they're the person going out making sure that the product market fit is there. That's also the designers and developers can focus on writing great working code. Okay. And so Agile makes technology design and development more effective because you're working with the strengths of the individuals no specific Agile team is really going to function the exact same way. Okay, I'm using two-week increments as an example because that's typically what we call a sprint. That's one of the terms in Agile. That's a very common segment of time, but it depends. If you're working on a more complicated software, you might do three-week sprints. If you're working on in a startup, you might do do one-week sprints. It really depends on the way that the team functions and the way that they want to structure it. But regardless, it's a segment of time, which is approximately two weeks. And so we're working on the strength of the individuals and you can adjust based on within the Agile Manifesto, they're really saying adjust your team based on the strength of the individual. Okay, there's a freedom in this structure. So we're going to talk about all the different structure of Agile, but keep in mind that There's a lot of flexibility within the structure, okay? You can adjust it to make sense for your team. And when we're working with the individual and the interactions of the team as the focus area, what we're doing is we're responding to change. So we're saying, okay, we did this. It didn't quite work for whatever reason. We developed it wrong. The designers were wrong. We got bad user feedback or just didn't come together, no problem. We're just going to iterate and change on that. And that's inherent in this process, okay? So what what exactly is Agile composed of? I told you the philosophy of the manifesto, but what does it look like in practice? Well, the term ceremonies is used, and all that means are events where people come together. So it's, it's a meeting, it is, but it's very specific about what is happening. So the first three agile ceremonies that I want to talk to you about, and there are four and four all, but the first three are kind of the bigger, they're like a longer meeting yeah. and a bigger chunk, and you're doing very specific things in that meeting. And those are sprint planning, so planning for that two-week time segment, and then sprint demo. So the sprint planning would go at the beginning of the two-week time segment. And then Sprint Demo, you're going to demonstrate, you physically show everyone what did you do in the last two weeks, what does it look like? Frequently, it's immediately following that Sprint Demo, you'll have a retrospective. You'll say what went well, what could we do better, and there are lots of ways to implement that. But essentially, what you're saying is like, okay, celebrate time, and then what can we do better next time, and what worked for us and what didn't. And in that demo, yes, you're going to have the product team, but you'll frequently have stakeholders as well. So... If you're, if you're kind of getting to the heart of Agile, the manifesto, stakeholders should be invited to those meetings to say, like, what happened? What was accomplished during that two weeks? And if it wasn't, what can we do to rectify it? And was there a communication breakdown? And where, where did I go wrong? Or where, how, you know, how hard is this? Why can't we get it done faster? Or wow, it's amazing. We got so much done faster. And that kind of open concept and open discussion really moves things along. It can be a little hard sometimes. But if you come to enough of those and you go to the demos, you are you know what's coming up. You know what is executed. And that's why a lot of client service organizations will, will invite their clients to the demo. Okay, And then again, we retro after that. So we talked about how a sprint is generally a two-week time segment. But then what's happening within that time segment, so between the sprint planning and the sprint demo, is that we have to-dos, right? There are these activities that the product team is doing, what does that revolve around? Well, first of all, you're gonna wanna know that those tasks or those to-dos are called stories in an Agile environment. And it's really just a design or development activity. And those are typically found in a project management software like Jira, maybe Trello, little tracker. And it really is, I use Basecamp. There are lots of different ways to do it, but it's really just like, this is the very small portion of the, the smallest chunk of work that we can describe that needs to be done. And then during that sprint planning is when the product team says, okay, this is how long that's going to take me. This is how long that's going to take me. And we try to guesstimate how long things will take so that we can basically choose the right amount of work for two weeks. And you don't have, it doesn't have to be perfect. You might, you might be off. Maybe one takes you less and one takes you more. And typically people are bad at estimating for sure. But the more well-defined the story, the better your estimate can be. And so that's for planning time is a time for a product team member to say, Hey, you know what? I don't have enough information here. I, I, I need to know X, Y, and Z before I can tell you how to estimate that. So that's what's taking place within that sprint but then also that's the work that's taking place but this fourth ceremony that's taking place is a mini meeting a really quick meeting called a daily standup so a lot of product teams will meet daily if that doesn't work for your team you might meet once a week or every other day you could meet virtually or in person depending on the structure or a little bit of a combination of both depending on where your team is but the daily standup is really to keep everyone on track from that work that was promised at the beginning of the sprint. And the role of the person who runs these daily standups is typically the scrum master. So you you would likely have a scrum master on your product team who's part psychologist and part project manager to say, "Okay, what are we doing about this here? How can I remove roadblocks? What's standing in your way from getting done the work that we promised?" And so The Scrum Master isn't doing any coding, but what happens is uh, he or she becomes really invested in the product and understanding what is going on, what are the specific chunks of work that are going on, and how can she help move things around to make sure that the team is being the most effective they can be. And then when software is developed in these smaller chunks... It's really a brick by brick mentality. You've got this transparency where everyone kind of knows what's going on. And that's the beauty of agile. Now, in practice, is that perfect? No, it's probably not going to be a perfect scenario anywhere. Uh, But it's really funny. Every time I talk to someone about their agile process, I've probably heard this dozens of times. They'll say, well, we don't really do agile, blah, 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 however they're supposed to do it. And it cracks me up because there is no one right way to do agile. Okay. I, I have, we have mentors who are agile coaches and, and we'll talk about how it's really, it's these principles. If you're following the principles, you're doing agile. It doesn't matter if your daily stand up and the daily stand up is generally, I think 15 minutes max. It depends on the size of the team, but it's supposed to be really quick, not an hour. No way. It's got to be like boom, boom, boom. But if you don't do that daily stand-up because you do it every other day or whatever your cadence is, that that, that is not really following Agile or not following Agile. If you're following the manifesto, you're following Agile. Now, there are all sorts of places that have certifications and teach you kind of their interpretation of it or how they think Agile should be played out. But it's important to note that regardless of what those are, whatever the, the ceremonies are, whatever the specific execution You need to go back to those four guiding principles or it's not really agile. So the main reason it's so important to understand agile, the roles, the ceremonies, what people are talking about, is because it's the language of software design and development. So people could be saying sprint, retro, daily standup, story, and you could feel overwhelmed like you don't know what they're talking about. Or... And I will plug our workbook here because it's so, we've laid it out so clearly in our course, What Tech Job is Right for Me. We have a workbook where we lay all of that out. You could also just read our chapter on Agile. It's filled with diagrams and rules. And you could just spend, not even an hour, but say you spend an hour just kind of cutting through everything and saying, okay, what are the rules? What are the ceremonies? How does this function? What does it look like? And you could just spend a small amount of time in there, and that's all you need to know. Now you're like, oh, I'm not so overwhelmed. I can speak the language of tech. I understand what they're saying. Even if I haven't worked in an agile environment, I totally get this. That's why in our coaching program, we just take turns having people practice being a scrum master. Anybody can practice that. And I'm not saying that's an easy job at all, but I am saying that anyone is capable of it. If they... Just start acting in this agile way and start testing it out and trying out the system. Anyone is capable of understanding how this functions. So don't let the terminology overwhelm you. Do a little bit of reading and then see if you can practice it. We even had our guest Emily Harden on the podcast talked about how she's done some sprint planning with her children and practiced it at home. And so there are lots of ways that you can practice it. And I want you to not be overwhelmed by some of this language. If you break it down and you, and it's clearly laid out, which is why I love what we did in our workbook, because when we went to share agile resources with our moms, we we're like, oh my gosh, this stuff is so overwhelming. And they're talking about all this stuff. It, it can be totally overwhelming. But if you just break it down into what are the rules, what are the activities, and then what do we do within those roles and activities? That is it. That will capture everything that you need. And we even link to the manifesto, in our workbook because if you go search for agile, you're going to find one of these organizations who's doing certification and they have this opinion about it and that opinion. Those are fine and good. I'm sure there are better and worse ways to do it. But like I said, most agile teams, they need to do it their own way anyway. So it's more important that you understand kind of these high level concepts. You understand the manifesto and then you know a little bit about how to put this into practice. And there's absolutely no barrier. You don't need a software team to do it. many, Other teams that are not software are moving to agile methodologies because it's so effective to just deliver this small amount of work, deliver this small amount of work. There's accountability built into the system. And then there's ways to iterate and upgrade in the system, not to berate people if you don't get it right or not to make it awful if, you know, this terrible process, if there's a mistake, but really to say, no, we're just going to deliver every two weeks. And then whatever didn't work, we're going to make sure that it works better next time. That's the philosophy. It's not, it's a, it's supposed to be a, a fairly low, it's supposed to lower the stress as opposed to like, there's this huge release coming out. We need pages of documentation to prepare for it. It's just a little bit at a time, putting out code that really matters to the user and that is helpful to the customer that, that delivers on what was intended. So I think Agile, I mean, I, I love it. I, I can talk about Agile all the time. I think it really is an effective strategy and that pain that I felt of, developing hundreds of pages of documentation definitely influenced my work in appreciating UX design and appreciating agile. Those are two ways that you combine those to really make an experience that is just more pleasant for software development and creates better software. Let's face it. So that is why you should care about what agile is. And that is what agile is. So thanks so much for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at Urtechy.com. That's y-o-u-a-r-e-t-e-c-h-y.com. I'll see you next time.